0: I wrote this report uh, to coincide really with a few key developments that are going on in the world of peacekeeping operations at the moment. The main one of which is in September this year, uh, President Obama will convene a a summit of world leaders on the fringes of the UN's 70th anniversary to boost uh, UN peacekeeping contributions and look for ways that countries around the world can enhance their support for peacekeeping operations. Uh, My report makes a number of recommendations of which I would highlight four areas I think where um, reform or or strengthening US policies would be be quite important. The first one of these is to do with policy. So one of the recommendations I argue for in the report is that the United States government should put together a new uh, presidential policy directive focused on peace operations. And what a, a presidential directive could do in this area is to articulate the strategic need in relation to peace operations, the strategic opportunities available to the United States, and it could outline how the United States sees its own role in contributing military, police and civilian contributions to peace operations. But also, I think, um, enabling the United States to think more carefully and explicitly about how it would work with partner organizations, particularly the important multilateral organizations of the United Nations and the African Union uh, in particular. It would also finally allow the Pentagon to develop um, more specific military guidance about the key military tasks that might be involved in in peace operations. Secondly, I think uh, I make a set of um, recommendations about the types of partnerships that the United States uh, should um, should engage with on this issue. So currently the United States and its training and equip programmes tend to work with a sort of broad but shallow approach to African peacekeeping partners and the key aspect here is that I think and I argue in the report we should work more selectively with African countries that are already investing their own resources in building up sustainable national peacekeeping institutions because this I think is the key sign of seriousness whether uh, one of our partner states is willing to invest its own money and its own resources in, in peacekeeping is a, is a key sign I think of a, of a good potential partner and secondly we need to think more carefully I think about um, giving preference to partners who actually respect good governance and the rule of law at home and we are building up I think some strategic difficulties if many of our partners for peacekeeping in Africa do not respect good governance and the rule of law at home. So the third recommendation I make in the report is that the United States should actively seek opportunities for where it might be able to deploy military contingents who can provide specialist and niche capabilities for UN missions. Now the key here would be that the United States could deploy contingents that really fill some of the key capability gaps that the UN is suffering from. The main ones here would be in the areas of medical uh, units but also engineering units and logistics units. Intelligence gathering in terms of both uh, intelligence, surveillance and reconnaissance capabilities are also in very short supply. Uh, And finally um, aviation and transportation units could be an important area where the United States could think about deploying its own soldiers as blue helmet peacekeepers. And that, as I argue in the report, would do a number of things. It would boost the United States' leadership credentials at the United Nations, uh, making it seem more of a a genuine player rather than just a financer uh, of UN operations. It would also boost the efficiency and effectiveness of the missions themselves. The United States would deploy well-trained, well-equipped and committed um, troops into these missions, which would help boost their effectiveness on the ground. It would also allow the US military an opportunity to work with uh, outside of its usual, usual partners, let's say, in the NATO countries. Working with UN peace operations in Africa would expose it to a lot more non-NATO countries that we are, are looking to build good bilateral relationships with. And finally, it would give the United States another important source of on-the-ground information about what is happening in, uh, in a number of African conflict zones. And it would allow the US military to retain skills, whether this is for medical units or engineering, that otherwise might degrade without operational experience. And then the final uh, set of recommendations I make uh, revolve around the issue of financing uh, and who pays for peacekeeping in Africa. Now, as I mentioned before, the United States is currently the largest financial supporter um, of peace operations on the continent. But there's two areas where I think reform would be necessary. First of all, there is no dedicated financial mechanism uh, that the United States government have to support the African Union directly. So I I recommend for the establishment of a new financial mechanism where the United States could directly support the African Union at a multilateral level. And I suggest that 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 mechanism would come ideally with a matching contribution so that when the United States pays in a certain amount of money, the African Union and its member states would also have to provide some level of matching funding, and it would have to come with some oversight mechanism to ensure that the funds that are distributed from the U.S. government to the African Union are done so according to the appropriate legal and and other standards. And then the second aspect of financial reform concerns U.S. payments of its dues um, to the United Nations, and I recommend that the U.S. should pay its uh, UN dues in full and on time Now this is important for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, if we don't pay our dues on time, peacekeeping suffers on the ground. Missions are denied funds and resources that they need to implement their mandates. And then secondly also, if we do not pay our, our dues in full and on time, we risk creating tensions with the UN's major troop contributing countries who then have delayed reimbursements for their own contributions to peacekeeping.